Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. This is a poem by Alice Maynell called I Am The Way. Thou art the way. Hadst thou been nothing but the goal, I cannot say if thou hadst ever met my soul. I cannot see. I, child of process, if there lies an end for me, full of repose, full of replies, I'll not reproach the road that winds, my feet that err. Access, approach, art thou, time, way, and wayfarer. Alice Maynell. Christ as time, way, and wayfarer, the one who journeys with us on the way. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined, says Isaiah, and says Matthew. What does it mean to live in a land of deep darkness? I'm sure there are lots of people in the world who feel that they live in a land of darkness. They sense the oppression and the violence in the land around them, those over them. And we can all think of places in the world, can't we, where there is violence and oppression, darkness and difficulty. But probably not us. We wouldn't consider ourselves to be people living in darkness, would we? After all, we are the people of the post-enlightenment. We live in the light of knowledge, of progress, of science. We are the enlightened people. Perhaps those who do dwell in darkness only discover their dwelling in darkness when the light breaks over them. Perhaps we live without knowledge, without realizing we don't have the knowledge. We are in Matthew's Gospel just after the time when Jesus has been baptized by John and he's gone into the desert and he's had his 40 days and 40 nights in the desert. And then he comes back and he lives, returns to his home in Nazareth. Nazareth is in Galilee, but at the south end of Galilee, between the Sea of Galilee and the Mediterranean. It's a village located in the mountains. 
And while Jesus is back home after having been baptized, after having been in the wilderness, word comes to him that his cousin John has been arrested and is then beheaded. And that sinister moment signals to Jesus that this is now the time. Jesus left Nazareth, and what did he do? It's very interesting, the next few words, and made his home in Capernaum by the lake. So he's travelled from Nazareth northwards towards the Sea of Galilee and east, and right at the very top of the Sea of Galilee is where Capernaum is, in the north of Galilee. And he settles in the town of Capernaum and makes that his home. We don't know how long he lived there, but it was long enough for Matthew to say, so that the words of the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled, land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. So, he's living in Capernaum. He's working there. He knows the people there. I'm sure he often wanders down the lake. He knows all the fishermen. It's part of his community, his adopted community. And then one day, as he's wandering along the beach, they all know him as well, as he's part of this community. He says to Simon and Andrew, come and follow me. And they say, yes, okay. We will. And James and John, likewise. And their father Zebedee, who knows Jesus, and they too say, yes, okay. That calling of the first disciples is the first indication and the first movement in Jesus bringing the kingdom of heaven. Those disciples were called by Jesus. And they followed him, and they became his closest friends. And they went through the next three years with him, learning, listening, watching, following, understanding, or not understanding, all the way to the cross. And we know the story of the cross. And then after the cross, the desolation and the darkness, those who dwell in darkness have seen a great light. But the light didn't come until Pentecost. And when the light came, it was the light of the Spirit. And the Spirit came and transformed their lives so that they then went and started calling others. And they understood the light. 
And they then called others who saw the light, who called others who saw the light, who called you. You are here because Jesus called Simon and Andrew, James and John, and they called others who called others who called you. You are here because Jesus called you. It's a direct line. Jesus' words, which have echoed down through the centuries, through his people, through those who have loved him, have reached you. And those same words bring that life and that light into your presence. Of course, we continue to screw things up, don't we? We're approaching the week of prayer for Christian unity. And Paul, just a few years after preaching to the church in Corinth, is faced with divisions even in that church. I follow Apollos. I follow Simon, Peter. I follow Paul. I follow Jesus. Really? Well, I'm a Roman Catholic. I'm a Methodist. I'm an Anglican. I'm an Orthodox. Still, 2,000 years later, we can't unite around the one who brings life and light. But the kingdom of God is one that stands at a crossroads. It stands and is defined by the cross. That's what St. Paul is saying. The cross is foolishness to the Gentiles and a stumbling block to the Jews. Why? Because where is the sense, the logic and the reason in a God dying at the hands of the authorities and the powers of the world. It makes no sense. But what it does do is it cracks open the universe and allows all our pretensions of power and understanding and enlightenment to be exposed as hollow. Because true life comes from the source of love. And the source of love, God himself, is Christ displayed on the cross. Because it's only there that God's love breaks everything open and allows our darkness to be separated out and the light of God's love to come in. Foolishness to the Gentiles and a stumbling block to the Jews. You are called to depend on each other. We are called. That is the radical message of God's kingdom. There are no persons of privilege. There is no authority and power. All there is, 
is the laying down of your life for your neighbour and their laying down of their life for you. Because that is what the Trinitarian God looks like. That is who we are called to be. The kingdom of God turns this world upside down. Repent, says Jesus. The kingdom of heaven is among you. Amen.